Hello and welcome to episode 36 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to reassure you that you are not doing this thing alone. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by the wonderful Olivia Morocco, who is a personal brand photographer at her business, Brand You Photography, and also founder of the Brand You magazine. So welcome back to the show, Olivia. Hi, Tammy. It's great to be back. <laughs> I always find it fun to do that because, spoilers, listeners, we record these episodes back to back, but obviously there's days in between when you don't hear it. So, yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> Well, it's lovely to be back. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) If you did miss the last episode, Olivia and I talked all about using brand photography in your business and how to really capture the stories and build your brand. So be sure to check that one out if you miss that episode. But today, Olivia, we are talking all about you. So let's kick off with um, what was it that inspired you to start your business? Okay, so what triggered me to create my business? So I, I started my business 15 years ago as a corporate event photographer. Okay. So obviously, as you can hear from the accent, I'm half French, half English. And um, so I was born in France, um, but I came over to the UK. I was 14, did all my higher education here. And then I went back to France when I was 30. And this is where I started my career as a photographer. And at the time, my motivation was I just wanted to travel the world. I was after adventure and I knew that photography was the sort of the medium in which I could express myself artistically. So I was very lucky to meet with some uh, quite big event agencies. Um, I was working for one that was based in Paris, one in London, one in Italy and one in Monaco. And with those, I managed to travel the world and go on some wild adventures um, as a corporate event photographer. And that's kind of the only motivation I had back then was just to have adventure and see the world. And that's how I got started. (laughs) That's how my photography business started, yes. I think that that's fantastic. I love the fact that you were like, right, what do I want with my life? I want adventure. So what can I do to make a living and support that lifestyle? Completely, yeah. The only thing I knew back then is that that I want to be to work within the events industry. Um, I've always been a creative kind of person, and that was an industry that felt could give me that creativity that I wanted. And I've always loved photography. I didn't study it, but I've always loved photography. And when I was at university, I don't even I didn't really even realize I could make a living out of being a photographer back then. So. So that was on the cards, but photography came, like I said, when I was 30 and, um, and I fell in love with it. I think I did my first corporate event. I remember I had to follow this group. This was in France, up in the mountain, in the snow. I was given a, my first digital camera and I was like, get on with it and go and uh, photograph all these people having a wonderful time on snowmobile. And I came back down from that mountain that day. And um, I don't think I did one decent photo, but I knew, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. I want to go on adventure around the world with my camera and I want to get paid for it. And this is, uh, this is how it started. And obviously my business has evolved <laughs> over the years, but that's how, um, that's how I started. That's wonderful. So I'm really curious, why was it that it was event photography that you chose initially? Oh, because it gave me... I, b- I believed at the time that that type of photography would tick all my boxes. 
I would be able to travel the world. I would be able to have adventures and still do something that I passionately loved, which is photography. I love the reportage style. So um, it was almost like journalism back then. Right. So journalistic type of photography. Mm-hmm. It's instant. It's now. It's uh, it's immediate. And um, it's reporting reporting the moment. And the events industry, apart from the travel side, also offered me the possibility of seeing amazing things in my life. So whether it's, you know, um, some amazing shows that they've been put on or just some amazing events in beautiful locations. I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, fantastic. So I'm curious, like, so you, you didn't study photography and it was something that you were like, this is just something that I want to try. This is something I want to do and then fell in love with it. So when it came to honing your skill, did you have a natural aptitude for it? Did you practice? What, how did, how was it that you developed that, that kind of skill set as a photographer? Somehow things kind of came naturally to me, but I am self-taught photographer and that did involve um, loads and loads and loads and loads of trial and errors. It involved studying it, um, practicing it. It was, you know, I would say maybe the first two to three years in my business was for me the equivalent of getting my degree in photography. So I was very lucky that I had the the support around me to do that. So when I was working for these agencies, I was working on the sort of the the shadow of of another photographer, which I called him sort of my daddy of the photo. And so he used, you know, he took me under his wing and he taught me how to be a a corporate event photographer, what was expected of me uh, from the client's perspective, what kind of images I needed to to do. And then I pretty much just trial and error just (laughs) and, and, and learn by myself. And then, so that was sort of the technical skills of how to use my camera. And then obviously after that came all the different skills of actually how to run a business, um, how to invoice, what kind of prices I, I can put for that and, and invoicing my time and my travel and finding new clients and finding new agencies to work with. And so after that came sort of the business sense, but me learning how to actually take a photo took a lot of yeah, trial and errors, self-taught. But I always had a something just came naturally with me with photography. It just mm-hmm. happened. I, I learned very quickly. I was young as well back then. So you learn very, very like the brain was a lot fresher. So you learn quicker. And um, yeah, I was, I was pretty good at it pretty quickly. But then I soon realized that even though I could take a photo, I had to create my own style. And that was very, very important. So in the, you know, the sort of the 15 years time scale of working as a photographer I've gone through lots of different style of photography I've it's like trying to find yourself you know like your brand and your authentic self and who who am I so it, it's been a, an extremely exciting creative journey I would say this last 15 years that sounds absolutely wonderful and I love the fact that you've kind of spoken about having to be self-taught as a photographer so being self-taught in your profession yeah. but then you're having to be self-taught as a business owner as well because the two don't necessarily always go hand in hand. Can I ask, before you were doing photography, were you in the corporate world or was it straight from education through to launching out on your own? <laughs> no, no, no. I did go through a couple of years. So so I so I graduated from an interior architecture degree and then decided that's not what I wanted to do. Um, so then I went off traveling for a couple of years. So I've just backpacked. Southeast Asia, Australia, New, you know, New Zealand. Then when I came back, I came back to London. I worked for about three years. I work bizarrely in the casino industry. 
I was working for a company who manufactured and created all sorts of casino equipment, you know, jackpot means and poker tables and stuff like that. And I worked with four, really, actually, the marketing director. I got an inkling of what it was like to work in marketing and that gave, I learned a lot during those three years. So that's probably the only years really I, I worked within corporate, but within a marketing department. I think a year on, the CEO of that agent of that CEO of that business company, sorry, uh, three of the directors decided to create their own business, their own company, still in, in the casino business and took with them, I think we were 13 staff sales guys. And and I was then promoted to marketing manager, I guess. And so I had the opportunity there to work on a complete startup. That was super exciting. So my role was to really coordinate from the sort of the director's level to talking with designers, web designers, and all sorts of various creative people for all the PR, the press. And my job was kind of to coordinate all of that on behalf of of management in the creation of this new business. So I learned a lot of skills there. Wow. Yeah, of course, having that much involvement in a startup must have been hugely beneficial when it came to doing your business. Yeah, it was amazing. And then, um, but then I kind of knew that this is not exactly, it's not the industry that I wanted to continue in. And then opportunities happen in life. So I had an opportunity then to leave London to go back to France. So this is where I moved to Nice. And this is where, again, an opportunity I had contacts of people working in the events industry. Through those contacts, I met that photographer I was talking about, my daddy photographer. And he then introduced me to agencies and that's kind of how I got into it. Oh, interesting. So where was the step between being employed and making that choice to be self-employed and start your own business? Like, how did that come about? Oh, do you know what? <laughs> this is just like, obviously, between you and me. And the rest of the listeners. <laughs> and the rest of the world. But I had no idea, literally no idea back then. This is 15 years ago. I was driven by passion. All I wanted to do was was do that. And nobody had warned me. Nobody had told me, oh my God, Olivia, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Do you know what it means to run a business? I had no idea. I didn't even think about it. I, it was kind of, I, I'll think about that afterwards. <laughs> I just want to do this. And so, uh, I mean, I had enough package in me to not be stupid about it, but nobody ever warned me what it was like to uh, run a own business. And to be honest, I don't think I ran a business back then. I think I was just a freelance photographer. And it took me quite a few years before I actually saw my what I was doing as a business. And it took many years maybe uh, five years down the line when I started to actually see what I did as a business. Before that, I was just a freelancer. That's really interesting. So this has come up a few times with various wonderful guests that we've had on the show. And I'd love to pick your brains a little bit more about that, if you don't mind, because I think that there is a very distinct difference when you're living it between being a freelancer and being a business owner. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there was a moment that came where you realized that you had embraced being a business owner or was it potentially a choice where you were like, you know what, I've been freelancing up until now, but now I'm ready for this to be a business of my own? Yes, I think that happened to me probably five five years down the line where I think it was 2008 and we had the big you know, economic crash at yeah. the time. So obviously the whole of the events industry that I was working in just came on a complete standstill. I was working for big brands like IBMs and they, they had money. They just didn't want to be seen to spend their money on lavish events. So 
my whole world kind of stopped because that's all I did was corporate events um, photography. And that's when uh, my life had its first sort of pivot, big pivot time. And that's when I decided to go into wedding photography. So I trained. I, I can't even remember how I got my first wedding, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, who would, who would take on a wedding photographer without seeing any photos? But because I think all I had to showcase was corporate style of imagery. But anyway... I decided to then pivot my business into wedding photography. I soon realized within maybe a year of doing that, that I had to change my mindset about my business if I was going to survive within that industry. And it's quite complicated because uh, I realized that if I want to really make it, I had to find a creative style because just doing wedding photography would have driven me potty. I had to really go and find who I was as an you know, an artistic photographer within that style. So I I went through a long journey of trying to find my style, trying to be coherent with the photography that I was I was giving to my clients. And that was the only way for me that I was going to survive within that industry was to create a strong brand. And that's when it all came to, okay, well, yeah, now I need to start to look at my business differently. So I, I went and I got helped. I also needed to understand and to see my business in a financial way, not just a creative way. So yes, there was all of a sudden the realization I had to create a brand in order to reach the kind of clients that I wanted. And I wanted to go into the high-end type weddings because as far as I was concerned, there was three types of markets for wedding photographers. You kind of had the really cheap low end, you know, where like Joe Blug will do your photos, your video, he'll make you coffee, he'll do everything. And like for 400 quid, then you had sort of the middle market, which was the biggest market. And to survive in that market, you probably had to do on average 20 to 30 weddings a year. Wow. Because you're slightly cheaper, because your market can't afford that much more either. So you, so you have to do more. And I soon realized that this is not a lifestyle that I want to do. I, I do not want to do 30 weddings a year. So I quickly decided that I wanted to go into the next bracket, which was the high end. And then above that, you've got the luxurious. Like right. the super, <laughs> super luxurious, which uh, doesn't interest me either. So the high end is where I wanted to go. but So I had to really work hard on my strategy to be able to go from a novice wedding photographer to that high end audience that I wanted to target, who then those kind of clients tend to work with wedding planners. So I had to have a strategy to get in with the right wedding planner and so on. But to get there, I had to define my style. I had to define who my brand was, what my voice was. And, and that's where to respond to your question, that's when I really started to see my business as a business and not as a freelancer anymore. I think that that's incredible. And I love the fact that it was such a strategically driven piece. So now I'm curious because I know you better as a brand photographer. So how did you choose then to move from wedding photography through to brand photography? And did you go through that entire process again? Yes. Yes, I think you, you have to. And I mean, my life has constantly been evolving and changing. Nothing has ever been fixed in my lifetime. I certainly did not choose an easy path, but that's kind of how I am. So the 2008 was the f- one of the first pivoting time when uh, I, I never stopped corporate. I just had to get into weddings to survive. 10 years on, I actually reached the targeted audience that I wanted to reach, but I've changed. So my clients, everything stays, you know, they all stay the same and I've managed to get into some really very beautiful weddings. So 
to set the scene, this is in the south of France. This is in Nice, Monaco, Cannes. So it's a beautiful scenery. And that high-end clientele that I'm talking about tend to be foreigners coming to the Côte d'Azur to get married. So destination weddings. So yeah. we're talking, there's a lovely budget. There's beautiful flowers. There's everything just, it's just beautiful. And so as a wedding photographer, it's completely the dream. But 15 years of, you know, corporate. And then corporate did come back. So I did manage to do corporate as well. But after 15 years, I think a lot of things changed within me. I decided to move back to the UK uh, for many personal reasons. So five years ago, I came back to the UK, but I still had my clients, my corporate and my wedding clients in France. So for the last four years, I've been living half in the UK, half in France, going back to France to, to do my season coming back to the UK. And as I came back to the UK, again, for personal reasons, I thought, okay, well, let me try and get into the wedding market here. So I went and did a few wedding fairs. And next thing I know, every Sunday I'm doing wedding fairs and I hate them. I absolutely hate them. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I, I This is not how I want my life to be. And brand photography was not, is not something that's very popular in France. We started, well, this is five years ago, I started hearing about brand photography mainly coming from America. So a lot of the trends in photography come from America anyway. They tend to go through the UK and then us in the south of France, we get them like five years later. <laughs> <laughs> We're like so behind in lots of, lots of ways. But I only started hearing about brand photography from what I was seeing with social media coming from America. And I was very intrigued by it already by then. So when I came to the UK, I decided that I had... For many reasons, I wanted to stop doing weddings. I think I'd reached the end. I'd reached where where I wanted to go with it. I felt that I was not, I had nothing left to offer creativity within that section. And I think that's it. I've done it. I've done it. I don't want to be a photographer when I'm like 65 and running after young brides. I think I need to move on from that. So, and I need, yeah, I need to find an, another way where I could sustain me working for the next 20 years as I'm getting older. So when I came to the UK, I think brand or started to be at the forefront of everything I was seeing. And something made so much more sense regarding brand than it did regarding uh, wedding for me. This something spoke to me about brand where everything made sense. Um, the you know, years of working with corporates and that's all the corporate agencies that I've worked with, uh, my own corporate experience, working with so many or meeting so many business owners around me. It just kind of, everything just got together and it made sense. And I was like, oh, I'm excited about that kind of photography. It's like I was having a, a new revival in me. I was a little bit sort of creativity dying and the brand photography managed to bring another scope of creativity, another wind, you know, another, yeah. what do you call it? <laughs> the surge of creativity. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, um, this is something I'm really interested in. So I, you know, obviously I, I researched quite a lot about it. I am to try and understand what was expected from that kind of photography and everything made a lot of sense very quickly. So this is where I said, okay, just go for it. Just just pivot your business again. This is time and launch yourself as a brand photographer. And let's just see where, where that's going to take me. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's taken you fast because I love your photo- like yeah. your photos are wonderful. And I think we met at a networking event yes. in uh, Hampshire and Winchester, wasn't it? About a year ago now, yes. No, it'd be like two years ago oh, two now. Two years ago, yes. 2020 happened somewhere in between. Yes. <laughs> 
yeah, we do try to forget about that year. You're right, and erase <laughs> it. But uh, which, in fact, you know, I actually do. I will never want to actually erase 2020 for so many reasons. But yeah, you're right. We we met uh, two years ago. But even in that time, so much has changed because, like, we can laugh and joke about 2020. But hey, we'll move on from that. But uh, in 2020. And this is something I'd love to talk more with you about as well. You've taken those photography skills and doing those brand shoots, and now you've created the brand new magazine, which I think plays hugely to your strengths. And is yet yeah. another way that I haven't seen a brand photographer kind of pivot and use their their creativity and their skills. So, can you talk a little bit around how that came to be? Yeah. So when I came to the UK, I decided to launch the brand photography side of my business. I like most new startup because I, for me that was a startup side of my of my overall business. You know, I didn't really straight away think, oh, I needed a full brand or whatever. So I called myself shoot and share because I just thought it made sense. I shoot and my clients share on their social media and so on. But I very quickly soon realized I was like, oh God, no, I don't, I don't even like the, the sound of shoot and share. And apparently sometimes how I pronounce it, it sounded shit and share. And <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is so wrong. Um, and it's not representing where I want to take the, my brand. So I knew that I quickly had to change its name and change the look and feel of where I wanted that particular brand to go to. And then I met uh, a wonderful lady who's now becoming a friend, Tam Goldsmith, brand designer. And together, during this 2020 weird bubble of a year, uh, got together and created something that was called Brand You 2020. And when we came up with that name, I absolutely loved the name Brand You. And that really stuck with me. So the Brand You 2020 only lasted a few months and it was a wonderful little project. But uh, when that sort of terminated, I said to, Ta- to Tam, I said, oh, can I keep the name Brand You? I want the name Brand You. And um, so she said yes. And I was like, okay, so now having this business called Brand You, it just, everything's falling into place. I then started calling my business Brand You Photography. I was able, I think, to change the look and feel of my brand, the website, so that I would be reaching again the, the audience that I actually wanted to speak to. Everything started to make sense and to fall into place. And I could feel myself being very comfortable within that brand of brand new photography. But then 2020 happened. <laughs> and for a photographer, obviously, that was a bit hell. But I'm a super positive person. So for me, brand new, when I said I will never forget brand new 2020, no, not brand new 20, I'm getting confused now. I will never forget the year 2020 because with all the hardship that's going around and all the horribleness that's going around, it's actually allowed me to take some time out from my photography business and to really start thinking of where I want to go again with it. How, where do I want to go with brand new photography? And so I first panicked, like, oh my God, I've got to pivot. I've got to pivot again. I've got to pivot. What am I going to do? Uh, I've got to make, you know, business was not an online business. It was very much people by people. So all of a sudden, everybody went on this crazy, you know, <laughs> crazy mission to pivot their business online. And as a photographer, I was like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And the magazine was something I had in mind for a long time. I just never had the right setup or the right context to even think of creating it. But this last year has given me that context. All of a sudden I had the time. I was networking so much. I was like networking online, meeting so many different people. And so all of a sudden I just had another click going, right, well, this is it. This is maybe the time to do this magazine. 
the name is right, you know, your, your brand is right, you're meeting lots of wonderful people that could become contributors. So all the elements fell into place. And I just went, okay, Olivia, just go for it. <laughs> See what happens. I said, if it really becomes successful, then great, because that could be the future for my life, for where I'm going. And if it doesn't pick up as, you know, become like a national or international um, magazine, then it will just be in support of my photography business. So either way, it's, it was a win-win situation. I just went, just go for it. Just try it. And I'm loving it. <laughs> it's like my new baby. Uh, I'm absolutely loving on working on, on, on this project. And it's opening so many different possibilities. Obviously, I need to think about the business model behind it and how that's going to become a lucrative business. So it's um, challenging and super exciting, Tammy. <laughs> I'm in love with this project. I love how excited you are about it. And I, lo- I love the magazine. I think that it's incredible. So you're on issue... and how often do they come out because it's monthly so it's monthly yeah it's at the moment it's a monthly digital edition Mm -hmm. obviously the aim is to go to print but like anything new and creative you know you you need time to to really get your head around around what the project's all about so I, i i did give me or i'm giving myself enough time to yes to really think about the content of the magazine to think about who is it that i'm targeting who's my audience and what kind of structure I want the magazine to do. So all of that takes time. So every edition at the moment, um, there's new things. So I've just added a new section in, in this January edition about lifestyle. So at the moment, there's three sections. There's brand, business, and lifestyle. The focus will always be about brand and branding, but adding a business section and a lifestyle section just makes the magazine a bit more complete. So I'm getting there every month with the content uh, and the organization of the magazine. I'm trying to build the readership and now build a bit of a reputation for it. The ultimate goal will be to go to print, maybe by this summer. You know, that would be goes well. so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, listeners, I will, all of the links, I will add that link in the show notes because the magazine is just incredible. Thank you. I really, really enjoy it. And it's such an unusual pivot, I think, is something that really strikes me. Like when we do these brand stories, I think that I've only interviewed one other person who has done a magazine. So it's really interesting to hear how that kind of came about and how, you know, I, I think that there are many business owners where 2020 gave them the chance to actually stop and take a breath. Admittedly, yeah. that breath might have at first been a bit of a gasp, but yeah. <laughs> it just kind yeah. of turned scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, internal screaming. But I think that once you get over that initial knee-jerk panic, you kind of settle into, right, okay, so how can I harness this? What can I do? And hearing from yourself on the different stages that your business has grown through from like the pre-photography and then the different types of photography that you've progressed through, the theme of branding seems to kick in harder and harder with each pivot that you've done. Yeah. So I feel like a branding magazine is, or a magazine around brand building is just... Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. But you know, you, you know, I mean, you've, you've pivoted business as well this year. Yeah. And you must feel that, that sort of, yes, that inner feeling inside of you where as you're getting older, you're getting closer to, oh God, to the real you inside. Yeah. So you may have to go through lots of different, you know, in, in, in your whole business, you're going to have to go through different sections. But I feel like now I'm starting to finally be in a place that feels true to me. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't feel that true with wedding. Uh, maybe I wasn't that passionate about wedding photography. I was very good at it. But maybe something was missing there. Yes. Yeah. Brand and, and the magazine, I feel like I'm, I've actually, yes, yeah, starting to reach a place that means that just feels right for me. And that now just gives me so much more scope and also to be able to sustain working for another 20 years. I mean, as a photographer, I mean, what if I break a leg tomorrow? You know, what if I fall ill? I mean, you know, I'm not getting any, I'm, I'm young, but I'm not getting any younger. So, so you've always got now at some point in the back of your mind going, I'm reaching 50. So I'm like, okay, you know, what if my health starts to dis- deteriorate or what if, yes, I break a leg or whatever. So what happens then? And I think that the magazine is giving me that, if it's going to be long-term, which I'm hoping it will be, that security that I can, you know, go until I'm 18 now. Now and I can work on this magazine, and that's that's yeah. There's something quite um, secure about that, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to hear like how because it's a very different business model. Mm. Because I would imagine that most photographers, similar to designers, would probably take a path where they go from the doing to either the teaching or the consulting, which is kind of the route that. I'm heading down or they go to the agency side where it's like, right, so I no longer do the doing, but I have a team who do the doing mm. instead. But I really love the fact that you've just kind of taken the the wild card almost oh, well. and, and like forged your own path, which is, you know, fantastic. Yes. Create something that's so beneficial for so many others. Yes. While still the whole time being a funnel for your mar- for your current photography yes. business. Yeah. <laughs> And at the moment it is. I mean, at the, at the moment it's definitely a wonderful platform and I absolutely love it. I, you know, so the part of the brand section is the brand story. And so this is where I'm, I'm focused, you know, I'm showcasing current shoots that I've done for clients. And it's absolutely amazing to put my images in context. And this is where storytelling takes all its form because seeing the, how the photos are you know, in the layout of the pages, accompanied with an interview from that brand about what the brand stands for and who they are and where they're going with it. All of a sudden, you see the power of storytelling. And obviously, for any photographer, it's wonderful to see your photos utilized that way. But at some point, I might have to emotionally detach myself from that section and maybe get, you know, other photographers to come in and, and showcase their photography. But uh, I'm not ready to emotionally detach myself right now. But... I think that that's fine. I think that you're only on issue four. You can enjoy it for a, a while, a good while longer. Yeah, uh, but at some point, obviously, yes. Uh, either people might get bored of just seeing my photos. So I think after that, I'm going to have to see it as you know, a strategic plan rather than just an emotional one. But it's a completely different business model and one that I'm, again, I'm having to self-teach myself. How the hell am I going to pull this off? Because I had, you know, it's exactly like uh, the day I decided to go up that mountain to take my corporate photos. Just, I was out for adventure. I was out for, and the magazine was that as well. Maybe crying out for that creativity that I needed. And I'm like going, okay, well, you've got to make this work now. And, <laughs> and, um, and you've got to make money from this. And, and you've got to be able to pay people who work part of your team and so on. So yes, I'm now trying to find out what is the best business model, how does one publish a magazine, what kind of software I'm going to need, how much is it going to cost me to really develop this 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 project. So lots of new learning. It's fantastic. I get the feeling that this is the kind of challenge that you relish though. Yeah, I do. You've done it several times. 
<laughs> yeah, I do, I do. And this one is particularly challenging because I'm putting a lot of expectation on it. This has, you know, this kind of has to work. And I think it it has all the potential to work. Um, just got to make sure that the foundation of that is done correctly and thoughtfully so that if the magazine does grow to become a national publication or whatever, then the, the foundations are right and it's not going to crumble or or hit me back in the face. And so that's obviously where I need help. I can't do it by myself. So I will go and get the right professional help to come in and help me at various stages to give me the best advice on how to move forward with this. But it's a, it's a wonderful, really cool project. Thank you 2020, because with that, maybe that year, I would have not have pivoted my business in such a way. So always see the positive I guess of of any bad situation yeah it's so easy to get caught up in the sweeping generalizations but you know the year was made up of over 300 separate days yes it weren't yeah. all bad <laughs> no they weren't all bad and I mean, and I, I'm sure you know for many reasons we wish 2020 hadn't happened and 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 we probably still got another year of hardship of course of course all of that but I'm fed up about hearing the negative side of all of this now I just want to concentrate on the positive and look ahead Times are changing. The life is changing. The way we do business is changing. So you either get on board, <laughs> I think, adapt. You know, you've got to adapt. Get on board, adapt. Think positive and get through this next year. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. I think it's it's that whole you can choose the way that you respond to a situation. You can choose how you react. And like, yeah, emotions happen, but you can channel those in different ways. Yeah. And you can channel them to a future success or you can channel them to make life incredibly well a lot harder for yourself um I just wanted to talk a little bit around kind of your brands we've we've dug into so much of your business journey which has been absolutely incredible and thank you so much for sharing all of that that's just been wonderful to hear when it comes to the brand that you're now cultivating for brand you do you feel that that brand is going to extend beyond the photography and the magazine are they going to come together kind of how have you approached adding another string to to your brand? Sure. It's, it's an interesting question because when I decided to take on the name Brand You, um, because prior to that, my business was just called Olivia Marocco Photography. Mm-hmm. So that was that was what, what was needed within the wedding industry. People wanted your name and that was fine. When I decided to go into brand photography, some something inside of me just said, don't use your name have a business name for this one. And um, if I look back now, I'm so glad I did that because then that really allowed me, allows me today to be able to utilize brand you as kind of like the mothership. And within that, so obviously there's going to be the photography, now there's going to be the magazine and it definitely is open to any other various um, different channels yeah yes to come in I mean there's only so much I can handle really and I said the magazine is quite time consuming at the moment I'm quite happy for it to just be brand new photography brand new magazine and let's just get the magazine going who knows but it does leave me that prospect that other entities can come in within the brand new and ultimately what I'd love but this is going to take you know time I guess is for people to see brand you as yes as almost like a, a philosophy or a community okay yeah you know uh, so not just a photography brand but as a yes a community a philosophy that 
you want to be part of. That's what I'd ultimately I would love people to identify with you as that. But that will take time and reputation and that's going to be over time. But I'd love, yeah, if, if I could reach that as brand awareness for people to think of brand you as, uh, yes, as something that they want to be part of. So they want to receive the magazine. They want to collect them because they're so beautiful. You know, that's part of that philosophy that, that I'd love to try and create for brand you. I can't wait to listen back to this in a year's time and just be like, I remember when yes. Olivia was on my podcast, my little podcast, and now she's got this international <laughs> publication. She's living in Bali now. Because uh, <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing. Is obviously, I miss traveling so much. I have to say that I don't think I've ever, ever, ever been as happy, like really deep down as when I'm traveling. The, the, the creativity and, and the photography and all of that in the business is probably my second passion. I don't have kids, so I, I'm, I guess all my passion goes into my business. But that pure ecstasy type happiness comes from traveling for me, and I miss it at the moment. So another idea or another concept of, of the magazine or creating a business that is online will, could you know, give me that little lifestyle that I might wanting where I still I can go off to Bali for three months yeah I can still work and do my business from there so maybe you know there's a bit of that as well and the background thinking maybe that in you know five years time I could be able to earn enough money to be able to adapt my lifestyle you know have a bit more traveling and work from anywhere because as a photographer you can't so no that's true and it's really important I think for anyone out there who's at the start of their business journey like don't freak out about where you're going to be in five years time oh my goodness you have no idea what could or might or or who you're going to be in five years time but equally having that kind of end idea of knowing even if it's roughly how you would like your life to come out, because your business should be there to support the lifestyle that you want. That That's why we have these businesses. Or it's why you choose to stay in employment. It's because you're choosing a lifestyle, not a career. Yeah, yeah I love that. Moving over to Bali. I'll come and visit. We'll, we'll do another episode oh, yes. out there. We'll do a, a, a review episode. Yes, <laughs> podcast live from Bali. That would be amazing. Just popping back. Yeah. I'm stuck on Bali because I went there two years ago now. And, um, oh, God, that was, that was such a good holiday where the massages cost nothing. So I think we just spent two weeks being massaged and being pampered. And um, that was just amazing. So I'm stuck with Bali. But uh, equally, I'd love to go to South Africa. I mean, anyway, go back to India. I, I love all these kind of countries like Southeast Asia, India. Well, just introduce a travel section into brand new. And- <laughs> I, might, I might do that, actually. <laughs> yeah, travel photography. Uh, so who knows? I mean, at the moment right now, it's kind of head down, do the hard work now. Yeah. And then we'll see where, where, where it lands in five years' time. But that's kind of would be a lovely, lovely aim to go for. Perfect. So I think that we'll wrap up the episode here because I feel like... That is a wonderful, not quite a cliffhanger, but we hopefully will revisit and see how it goes over the next couple of years because I think it's going to be wonderful. But I would like to ask just one last question, which would be if you could offer one key piece of advice from everything that you've experienced within your business journey so far to share with the listeners, what would that be? Interesting question. Um, There's probably lots of piece of advice, but one, I guess, is adaptability, I think. Uh, or flexibility, whichever way you want to look at it, is be flexible within your own path because you never know when opportunities might come. Obviously, yes, 
plan, plan as much as you can or as much as you want. But my key is flexibility or adaptability, to be able to adapt to changing times, adapt, pivot, change. Yeah. That's the key. Don't stay closed in into a model. I can't go anywhere else. No, be flexible and adapt and change with what's going on around you. That's my I think good piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's brilliant advice. I think that it's it's very topical for the time of year that we're that yes. we're looking through, both in the fact that it's the start of a new year, but also in the fact that the current climate within the world as well. So yeah, yeah I think that that's fantastic and something that you obviously live by from everything you shared with us today. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, cool. So thank you so so much for joining today and sharing thank you Tammy (laughs) where can the listeners find more of you online so you can find me on my website which is brandyouphotography.com the magazine you can find it at brandyoumagazine.co.uk and obviously on Instagram as well I think it's brandyou underscore photography or brandyou underscore magazine perfect um all of the links will be in the show notes so listeners i highly recommend that you have a little nose around the magazine definitely and also the instagram so you can see olivia's fantastic photography and the way that she tells stories through her feed so thanks once again for joining me and listeners don't forget that new episodes are live every tuesday and thursday so be sure to subscribe to never miss out and if you are enjoying the podcast can i ask that you tell just maybe one other person about it because your recommendations really really do help the show to grow so until next time head on over to the instagram and facebook communities with the links in the show notes and we can continue all of these conversations in the brand lounge